Miller. Welcome to Tiger Turf Talk. In today's podcast, we are diving into round two of the Softball Little League World Series Women's Grounds Crew. In this series, we will get to learn about what exactly is going on on the field, the life journey of the woman, and how they got to where they are today. And lastly, the advice they have for our turf students. I hope you enjoy this episode of Tiger Turf Talk. Welcome back to another episode of Tiger Turf Talk here in Greenville, North Carolina uh, at the Softball Little League World Series with the all-female grounds crew. Uh, coming to the end of the professional sporting events uh, that they've added to this year's uh, week-long event. And uh, I am here with the incredible Chrissy Seegers, the West Research Scientist for PBI Gordon. That's right. I got that right. <laughs> First try. Got it right. <laughs> um, how are you doing? How's everything going? I'm good. Um, it's like a bittersweet time, right? Yeah. Like, I'm so tired. <laughs> um, I have to leave at 3 a.m. Oh, gosh. I'm in sorry. an Uber. Oh, for no. For the airport. Because <laughs> nobody else is going that early. They're pretty smart. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm feeling great. I pretty still have a pretty positive attitude and... Um, but I, I think that's been entire, constant throughout yeah, the entire event, good. which is awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, um, obviously being a researcher, you know, this is a little bit of different of up your alleyway. Mm-hmm. What was sort of coming to this event and being a part of this group, you know, for you as again, seeing firsthand the woman in turf grass, you know? Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I actually have worked on a grounds crew. Okay. One time in my life. I apologize. It's been a long time. Okay. Like 2011. Okay. So I worked on the LSU I'm not going to tell you where I summer. was. I'm not going to tell you where I was heat. in 2011. Um, I mean, did they let me do a lot? No, I raked a lot, pulled a lot of weeds, some mow. Come on, LSU, you know, what is all this? those things. Um, the only thing I never did at LSU was mow Tiger Stadium. So You better invite uh, her back and get her was, to do that. That uh, was reserved for only a few key people. But yes, it's been over 10 years. So whenever Sun sent me the email and asked me about this, I was like, what can I offer to this group other than like grunt work and like handing people things? <laughs> I walked <laughs> into know? I walked into the the trailer guys, so they have a trailer and there's a whiteboard and there's like jobs on it and on there on Chrissy's name it says grunt work. <laughs> I, uh, I asked to be. I was when they sent the board out. I was like, please put me on grunt jobs so I don't mess anything up. But uh, there's another photo that that keeps creeping on up. It says mound. You know, holding the hose, which is also another grunt job. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, uh, you know, I've surprised myself, like, kind of like Piper was saying earlier, I came in like super nervous just for um, not really meeting everyone, but kind of like jumping in and being like, okay, like, I don't want these folks to yeah, have to yeah. teach me everything, mm-hmm. even though I know they're super willing. But um, yeah, I've surprised myself. I've made it and you know did jobs that i've never done before and so yeah it was it was a lot of fun absolutely um what has been sort of your favorite part of the experience you know there are so many people out there that want to be a part of it and see mm-hmm. firsthand like what you can do here and how everything's sort of gone uh you're in an athletes unlimited uniform which mm-hmm. is totally different than our our uh softball league stuff uh what would you say has been your favorite part of the, about the experience and what people could look forward to if they're interested in being a part of it yeah um i was so excited when i got asked about it and i jumped on it i think i responded like within 30 seconds i was like <laughs> i am interested i want my to spot. go my spot <laughs> um yes i want to go even if i'm only there for like a day or two yeah, or whatever yeah. um so yeah uh i think just coming here and meeting all the other uh, ladies that 
you know, volunteered and learning about their story. I mean, the grounds part is important, mm-hmm. right? But it's not why this experience is so special. Mm-hmm. It's really creating bonds, not yeah. only with the females that um, volunteered, but also the other crew that was here too, you know, Chris and Travis and Chuck and yourself. And, <laughs> you know, it's just a lot of fun. Like, yeah, we worked hard, but we also created bonds that I think I would feel comfortable reaching out to anybody on yeah. this crew that I met, even the crew that's coming in and saying, hey, like, I need this. Yeah. And I hope that they would feel comfortable reaching out to me. So I think it's just like, a great opportunity to expand not only your um, sports surf knowledge, but expand your networking and friend group and, and all that. Absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't have said it better, honestly. It's, <laughs> that's what it's all about. Yeah. Um, something that I've noticed, like, obviously there are so many different things going on, whether that's prepping fields, getting this field ready. Uh, what would you say some of the most interesting interesting things that you've experienced in your time here being a part of something that is so much bigger than a lot of people think you know people are like softball illegal series it's it's a massive espn produced event that there are so many different cogs spinning and all those things what would you say some of the most interesting things you've been able to be a part of here well you know like you said everything's pretty scheduled out and so being televised everybody has small little minute things going on behind the scenes that mm-hmm. has to get done yeah. you have you know certain amount of time for this certain amount of time for that yeah so when you think about having four games a day which is what we had sunday monday tuesday yeah then those have to go on a schedule and so one of the most interesting things was i'm like i've never prepped in the middle of a softball game before for another game because you know at lsu might only had like one game yeah. great everybody's going home we have an hour to do whatever we want well, now you have 10 minutes yeah. to do in-between <laughs> game prep. Games, yeah, and it sure. was multiple times. Like, it, was, it wasn't just one time. It was like three or four times. <laughs> Move your ass. Get <laughs> out of the way. You have to be off the field. And so earlier, it was mm-hmm. funny because when we prepped um, for the Athletes Unlimited game, they yeah. were like, you have 30 minutes, and we were off the field in less than 20. Yeah, yeah. And then we were like, wait, we had more 10 more minutes. And it was because we had done and everything so efficiently now we're like a well-oiled machine um and of course we're leaving tomorrow but <laughs> uh, we were just hitting our we stride. just had the final drag yeah. and like i haven't drug a drag in god knows when yeah, yeah and the final one was the first time i was i felt confident that i didn't mess up or yeah, miss yeah. something yeah, and i'm yeah. like of course i'm leaving tomorrow so I think the most interesting thing is finding out that, hey, all this can be done in a very short amount of time because of necessity. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, you just got to get out there and do it. And mm-hmm. we did it and it was great. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's and I love how you say it all kind of comes together at the end, you know, because yeah, it, it's how it always does. It's how it always us, works out, right? None of us know each other. You yeah. Know, we've not worked together before, really. Yeah. So finding out how everybody does something or, you know, works is. Yeah. Is really Absolutely. and important. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I want to sort of shift towards your personal career. Obviously, you've done so much, accomplished so much, done so much for our industry with your work. Like, what was the draw to sports field or to turf grass management, I should say? I'm going to broaden that out for mm-hmm. you. What was the draw to turf grass management? And how did you sort of find it, you know, in the sense of like, people don't know who we are right and then people who do they're like oh it's a male-dominated interest industry you know and you guys are just out here kicking ass and all that and it's just like what was it that brought you here you know 
Yeah, you know, I've always been someone who I think kind of goes with the flow or maybe like goes where the wind blows. So um, when I thought about going to school, you know, my first major was actually mathematical sciences. Mm -hmm. And so um, I thought I wanted to be like some math theory brand poopa or something you know um but anyway so i did ag ed i switched over to ag ed yeah and then i thought i wanted to be a vet but i kept taking turf classes and all throughout that i went to lsu got a sports field management degree because Mm -hmm. i thought i wanted to be like an athletic director yeah took some turf classes while lsu at lsu i owe it all to jeff beasley jay beasel Mm -hmm. um i'll I'll send this to him i don't think he listens to podcasts (laughs) because i think he might know everything so um, yeah yeah. doesn't need need tiger turf talk Um, at all so anyway um and then i worked on the ground screw i pretty much like quit working at event management when i graduated and i was standing on the field with eric fosbender shout out foz he doesn't work in the industry anymore but he was one of the best yeah so i was standing beside him at a football game and i was like hey what's it going to take for me to work on the grounds crew He's like, you're hired. And I'm like, this is great. So, <laughs> Love you know, this job interview. Yeah, I went, quit one day working event management. The next day I showed up at the shop, like only female, mm-hmm. scared to death. Oh my gosh, look at all these dudes. <laughs> They're going to, and you know, the first these day I was guys. late, yeah. the power went off in my home oh, and no. I did, you know, cell phones, this is back in 2011. Like they weren't the best. No. And the power went out and my alarm clock didn't go off. So I showed up late my oh, very first day. No. Anyway, so after I, got done working on the grounds crew i kind of decided to go back to grad school Mm -hmm. and i just kind of fell into it like i didn't plan on getting a phd i was like well well, i don't have anything better to do i guess i'll get a phd (laughs) why not and so why not now i'm in debt um but uh anyway it's, it's kind of a wayward path honestly like once i got into the research i really loved it i loved going to the conferences i loved the education aspect i loved the students i loved um, doing research that mattered to the next mm-hmm. generation or even the people who were Absolutely. currently doing that. For so sure. yeah, I just kind of fell into it and I love it and grass is the best. <laughs> but it makes me sneeze. I love grass but it oh, makes me sneeze. Oh, son of a gun. Um, so yeah, anyway, yeah. I'm allergic to my <laughs> job. I think everybody is. but You gotta get that on a t-shirt. I'm yeah, allergic to I'm my allergic job. I'm allergic to my job. <laughs> Not in the way you think. Um, so Obviously, PBI Gordon's a company in the industry. Could you sort of discuss what your role is as a researcher and the company and how it sort of plays a role in all of our sort of lives? Sure. So, um, you know, when you think about chemical companies, you think about PBI Gordon, Bayer, Syngenta, all of those. So what sets PBI apart is that we are purely a turf grass and ornamental company. We don't have big ag like Bayer and Syngenta also have those sectors, right? And so we focus um, on turf grass and ornamentals. Um, My role is a West research scientist. We have four research scientists around the U.S., one in the southeast, Eric Razor, one in the northeast, Brian Anardi, one in the Midwest, uh, Chris Williamson, and then myself. So what our role is basically is to take experimental herbicides, fungicides, insecticides, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. and do research on it in-house, externally, um, in different settings, university, private, etc., and get data on them and prove they work, Mm -hmm. or maybe they don't. They don't always work, right? And so we want to move that from the lab to the shelf. So we want to get it commercialized, and we want to make sure it's going to, when we say speed zone is going to take care of a certain weed, we want to know that it takes care of a certain weed. We don't yeah. want to recommend our products if they're not going to work. Yeah, right? Yeah. 
So that's our, our role is just to uh, support the industry in efficacy trials yeah. of our, our chemicals. Now, obviously, you've done a ton of research. Yeah. What has been sort of your favorite type of research you've done, and what sort of are you drawn to in the sense of, like, you know, I really would love to know more about this. Sure. What has that been like for you, and what's... Well, I, I, I came, so I went to a school at Oklahoma State, master's and Ph.D., and they had the Bermuda grass breeding program there. I've always loved the breeding aspect mm -hmm. of it. Um, knowing how different species and different cultivars within those species react, even the chemicals, fertilizer, you know, different situations. Um, and prior to my role at PBI, I was at Texas A&M for about four years, and I worked very closely with our breeder there, Dr. Ambika Chandra, and she's one of my best friends. Um, <laughs> hello. Hey, Ambika. Um, but <laughs> I, that's one thing that I still like to do is keep up with the the breeding industry yeah yeah um, because I think it's so important if you don't choose the right turf grass you're, you're setting yourself you're in up. trouble <laughs> every grass no grass is created equal all grasses are not created equal so there there's a reason for that exactly <laughs> right like <laughs> there's a reason there's a reason we're trying to advance you know to better and better right exactly so you know you just planted iron cutter recently yeah. and it's one of the newer vegetative Bermuda grasses and so I like having that knowledge mm -hmm. about the grasses just like I like having knowledge about the chemicals yeah so yeah for sure that's one of my favorite things is I still keep up with articles and read data about new cultivars that are coming out um, like a big nerd. <laughs> I like to think I'm a nerd, but I, I don't do enough research. I'm going to be honest with you. You can be a nerd and not like... I do a lot of reading. I just don't read do... About I don't do research myself. Yeah, I do a lot to. of reading. Oh, you can be a nerd about anything. Yeah. Like anything. For sure, for sure. Um, when it comes to, you know, sort of your goals, you know, obviously working in the West and everything, what is your process for your role with the company and how are you looking to make further an impact obviously for the business but in a sense it's really just making an impact for everyone all the stakeholders in the industry what has it been like for you sort of being in that role well i've been in this role since december so it's rather new we haven't had a research scientist in the west for a very long time i'm not really sure when the last one was honestly um but i think that going to all the conferences and being in my role at A&M and even UT Martin prior mm -hmm. to that has given me the opportunity to meet a lot of the people already. So it's not like I'm coming in not knowing anyone, yeah. right? And so that's made it a lot easier to reach out to people and be like, yo, I'm out in the West now. By the way. Can I pay you to do some research? Yeah, or yeah. do you have the you know space to do some research? Yeah, yeah. So I'm hopeful that I can grow my connections in the West because we we are lacking data mm -hmm. in the West, especially for California registration. Absolutely. Need, you know, that kind of stuff. Anyway, um, it's more ab about growing those connections, um, not only advancing PBI, like you said, like yeah. we want, I mean, we're a for-profit company. We want to sell stuff, yeah. right? I mean, exactly. but it's not all about that. No. It's, it's about making sure that Drew's using the right product on his field. Dang right. And that we're confident enough to say that this product is going to work yeah. when you put it down. So, yeah, it's about selling stuff, of course, but it's also about, um, you know, making sure that we're managing turf in the right way and environmentally sound, right? Yeah, that's the, that's the big thing is being able to, you know, be that steward at the same time as, you know, being a company trying to push product. Like, th those are yeah. things that people don't think about, and the work that you do is ensuring that, in a exactly. sense, you know. I can um, guarantee you that... Um, the research scientists I know for not only PBI but for the other companies they're in it for the right reasons mm -hmm. 
you know, a lot of folks say when you leave academia, you're going over to the dark <laughs> side. They just want more money. Everyone says that, I right? I mean, well, it is not nice. Complain. It is nice, but um, <laughs> not going to be a problem you for know, me. Yeah, I'm not. We're not out there just to make money, and yeah, yeah. you know, we're out there for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. We we really we really do believe in the turf grass and the future of turf grass 100%. and all that stuff. At least I do. Yeah, can't speak for everyone. That's but all at least matters. I do. That's all that matters. Um, we obviously met in Salt Lake. Yeah. And I think we've met before. I think so too. But I can't put a, my finger on exactly where. Um, but SFMA, you're probably really involved in GCSAA. What has it been like sort of developing those relationships when it comes to, through the associations to the point where we're here in Greenville, yeah. obviously. What has it been like for you being a part of that and sort of, you know, how has that played a role in your career as a whole? Um, when I was a grad student at Oklahoma State, we kind of had to choose which one we went to. Mm -hmm. And I always went to Sports Turf Managers, now SFMA. Yes, she did. I <laughs> always did. Um, you know, I actually didn't go to the golf show until I've only been twice. I've been once. First time with San Diego. I went. This is my hey! first time. We helped attendance that year because it was down. Yeah, of, you know, exactly. All the COVID stuff. Anyway. I'm very, was, I'm curious what your take, what was your take on the show? Well, it's so different way different right like i mean i i think golf is great golf superintendents are great mm -hmm. um it's hard to get a feel when it's your first time going that you know it's so big it was so big and it wasn't big apparently <laughs> that was the part that i was I laughing i think it was like so six like, thousand people i think there, there was half of, yeah. like somebody told me like, it's half of what it normally is yeah. i'm like but also like the venue it was so spread out you had to walk so far and i was on the end cap presenting Woo. yeah i presented <laughs> I actually like got mic'd up for the Are first like time ever. We're like right now. What is I, this? I know. I didn't get mic'd up. I got mic'd up. I'm not important. And I got like there were like in in the earpiece like Chrissy to stage. I was like the host oh, for something. I was okay. like a big deal. Okay. But unfortunately, they planned the event I was hosting with some other researchers at the same time as the Women in Turf event. So like nobody wow. was there, right? Yeah. Anyway. And they were supporting the women, which is great. Great. You so guys did the right thing. It, it's but such a big show. Somebody help Chrissy out. Come on. It's, it's such a big show that it's hard to go to everything. And it's funny because right. I it's wanted I wanted to see the people that I knew, you know, like it's hard. Matthew Warden and other guys yeah. getting I couldn't find them. Yeah, it's <laughs> hard to find, find them. them. It's hard to find people. I was people. like, you where to do really I plan. go? You have like, to really plan to meet, like make a strong effort. 100%. To be there. For sure. For but, sure. But yeah, sports surf managers, SFMA. Um, has been a lot to me through the years. I've been to that meeting, I don't even know how many times since 2012, you know, probably. Yeah. So probably for the last eight to 10 meetings I've been mm -hmm. at. Um, I love it. I kind of plug myself in because some of the people that are on the board now, like Adam um, Tomes. Tomes from Iowa State, mm -hmm. like we were in school at a similar time. And so I knew him and we did some projects together yeah, yeah. as well as Kylie and, you know, with John and all of them. And so um, it's always been my favorite meeting of the year. And I go to a lot of meetings. Yeah, so I'm sure it's my you do. favorite meeting. I'm looking forward to going to Daytona. I'm actually talking about pesticides there. Oh, very nice. So I'm going to talk about the commercialization process. And it's called the pesticide timeline, colon, from lab to shelf. I yeah. knew that actually. Yeah, come I by. Did. I was. Uh, I'm part of the education Great. committee, so yeah. Yeah, I think I think we were. You know, we're in. It doesn't matter how we got in. We got in. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, if you're interested in learning about that, mm -hmm. it's it's kind of like turf grass 
commercialization. You know, yeah, yeah. same kind of process. Yeah, but yeah. There's a lot more regulations that you have to go through. So way more regulations. Um, if right? anybody's interested, yeah. If anybody's interested in learning about that, go to the come talk. Come to the talk. Go to the talk. Um, what else are you? What are you most excited about? You know, when you go when you're talking at an event, and I'm sure you talk at plenty of events. What do you look forward to? You know, not like end of the end of the day type of thing, but like. You know, you're talking to people who are very receptive of what you're trying to teach, and they're going to take that back to their place. What is that like for you, sort of that experience? And you can specifically do it for SFMA if you want, or if you want to do like okay. regional days, whatever you're yeah. thinking. Well, while I was at A&M, I was purely an extension turfgrass specialist, mm-hmm. and then my job was speaking. I mean, I did 50 to 60 to 70 talks a year, um, usually. And Holy crap. One okay. of my favorite things was actually talking to groups that weren't receptive to turf grass. Really? Yeah. I wanted the people who were like, turf grass is the devil. We're watering it. It's killing everyone. <laughs> master gardeners. Um, what? Well, master gardeners, you know, city groups. Um, I love that because I I felt like I always changed someone's mind. It was almost a challenge. It was great. Yeah. Like, I came in, and I don't know if you can tell that I love turf grass. But I think you can. I love turf grass. And so I think the passion that came through and like the facts that like, look, these are, these are, this is how you should be taking care of the mm-hmm. grass. And these are the facts. Yeah. And people are like, so you don't have to water it every day. You don't have to put 10,000 pounds of fertilizer, you know, like, so I, that was my favorite, honestly, is someone coming up to me afterwards and saying, you know, I thought this was going to be the worst talk I was ever going to go to. <laughs> and actually, like, I enjoyed it. Yeah. And I learned something. That's awesome. Um, that was my favorite, is hearing someone say, you know, you actually, like, changed my mind on some things. So I love that. I love the challenge. And even if, you know, even if they don't change anything truly, mm-hmm. then at least they know yeah. about it. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously events like this come from those events, you know, and it comes from networking. What has it been like for you? Obviously, you, through extension, through all these different things, your network is so vast. Um, what could you speak to when it comes to networking to someone like a Piper who literally just joined like two days ago? Right. Not really two days ago, but, you know, obviously, what would be your words of advice sort of? For the networking aspect of our sort of our careers as a whole, you know, mm-hmm. what would you say is most important when it comes to networking? Well, I'll tell you that I was, um, and this is not a negative comment about Piper at all. I was like Piper, yeah, when I first started because mm-hmm. she said, you know, she doesn't feel like she's the most sociable. She totally is. Yeah. <laughs> Once With, you get out of her shell, yeah. she's... You know, the first hour or two, I was like, okay, maybe she's, you know, she's a little more... Laid back. ...reserved yeah, yeah. and a little more cautious. Yeah, yeah. But with, when, within the first hour or two, she completely changed. Yeah. Right? And she wasn't here the first day. No. So it's tough to come in on the double, second day. Double, double whammy. Double whammy. Yep. Everyone else already kind of developed a relationship. She yep. came in the second day. Anyway, I she... Did what everyone needs to do. Yeah. Push themselves outside their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Don't be scared. I'm still, I still have social anxiety, even though I can talk I to everybody. I think we all do. Everybody, uh, yeah, exactly. I don't care what they say. Um, it's still never super comfortable going into a group of people that you don't know. Yeah. Um, but being a woman's even harder. Yeah. Right? Especially when you go to a, a meeting and there's groups of men standing around or at the, the late night hangouts yeah. when you go out after the meeting. Um, you know, just just be yourself. 
And if you're ever uncomfortable, you can leave. Yeah. Right. You don't have to to be there. Um, make your make your mark and don't be scared and put yourself out there and talk to someone and um, everybody that I've ever met in this industry is more than receptive and mm-hmm. you know they want to help you Absolutely. I think oh yeah I think that's so. one of the biggest things about our industry is the the fact that there are so many people who want what's best for you without knowing who you are exactly you know I think I think it's probably one of the most underrated things about our industry and when I think it comes so too. to recruiting kids into this industry so yeah, yeah. I think nine, nine times out of ten that's that's the way it is yeah for sure, for sure. Um, there are so many things that you've done in your career and there are so many things that have led to your research uh, really led to this point here in Greenville what was it that really you know brought you in to the point where like this is what I'm doing and how is it now motivating you every single day you know I want to find what's next you talked about we want the best grasses yeah. right we want what's best what is your motivator when it comes to your work I think it's just my overall love for turf grass and the industry mm-hmm. and for the people I've met um, and I think it impacts so many people's lives because turf grass there's so there's millions of millions of acres of turf grass everywhere these kids are playing sports. They're living their best life out there. Yeah. Um, you know, and turf grass is a part of that. Turf grass is a part of recreation. Turf grass is a part of mental health. And turf grass gives us places to go lay in the grass with our dogs and our kids <laughs> and have picnics or whatever. So I think that's what motivates me is to um, go to bat for our industry. Absolutely. Because I think it's so go to bat. You get that. Um, I, I think it, I really do think it's the coolest plant on the planet mm-hmm. um, because it we ask so much of it. Versatile you know? and yeah, very versatile, um, all over the place. Can grow in most environments, pretty much anywhere, literally anywhere. <laughs> um, and you know, I think it motivates me because a lot of people are so down on it. You know, mm-hmm. I just want everybody to know the facts and and know that this plant is not killing our planet and you know yeah we, it's we crazy. can we can take a lot from it if we just give back what it needs it's crazy how that stigma has become such a big prevalent thing you know because it's not just sports fields when no. we talk about artificial turf and exactly. all that it's like i mean you talk about people they see a chemical out like death like it's like okay breathe for a second yeah. it's there's a certain way of applying it we, there have been tests yeah times a thousand on it like and you but, know i always tell people i've never been pro chemical use mm-hmm. i've always been pro responsible chemical use absolutely like we don't spray them just to spray it <laughs> not most of the time now do we make mistakes of course yes of course there are always errors but you know responsible use of chemicals fertilizer water anything that's yep. where i think it's important so. absolutely and again and <laughs> we're a little more prevalent to where we're at our location in northern virginia we're right there where it all started in the chesapeake bay you know right. so i was funny i was talking to somebody like legally we're not allowed to go over like four pounds of nitrogen per thousand they're like what and i'm like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is where I'm at. How about you? They're like, we don't have any restrictions. I'm like, oh, must be nice. <laughs> well, I just moved from Texas to Oregon. Yeah. So if that tells you anything, Texas is like the Wild West. <laughs> do whatever you want most of the time. Now, yeah. they do have some rules, of course. But, you know, the Pacific Northwest, the Northeast, California, New York, those kind of places, they have very 
tight restrictions on what you can use and mm-hmm. what you can't. Yeah. You know? So it is different, definitely. Yeah, for definitely. sure. And I think, I think that's what's really cool about just sort of like your work and how, you know, talking to all the different people here, like where they're from, what they're working with, how they're doing their jobs. Like there are so many different opportunities when it comes to really learning about what's next, learning yeah. about, you know, in New Hampshire where Kim's at, like there are a lot of restrictions. Like yeah. they're New Hampshire, Connecticut, Vermont, they're taking the lead on, you know, cutting out fertility and all things. Right. And, you know, you're talking about one of the hardest places to grow grass in the country when it comes to the winters and everything. And it's That's a good point. It's something that, you know, how does she combat that at the same time of like, you know, you have son in Colorado who has the extreme heat and then the freezing mm-hmm. cold winters mm-hmm. and she's playing through the winters in the sense of her athletes and all that. Right. Like seeing all of those things like put together like there's got to be a solution out there right yeah and how do we find it and i think that's what's incredible about your work and everything that you're doing it's just there are so many people who are just okay and content yeah right and to have somebody who's motivated like you doing that work it's something that should motivate all of us so i'm grateful for everything that you do oh thanks i don't really do as much as you think no you know what i mean (laughs) you know what i you've done plenty to get to this point where again you're still doing it yeah Um, I'm grateful for all you do. Oh. You do so much, too. Not really. It's Yes, fine. whatever. You do a lot. It's fine. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, now, you were talking a little bit about, like, hey, I ran into somebody and I do research. Could you do some research for me? Who are the people you're working with and how, how do you make decisions in the sense of, you know what, I really kind of want to see what's going on. If you're an organ, like, I want to see what in Seattle, like, like the rain, how it affects this certain breed or this certain chemical, mm-hmm. whatever you're working with. How do you make those decisions on where and who you're going to be working with and who you trust to do the work with? Good question. So um, kind of like I was saying earlier, we've done some work in the West, but not a ton. You know, my primary researchers right now in Oregon is, is Alec Koaleski at Oregon State University. They've done some research with us in the past. Um, but, you know, when you first start out with a cooperator, you can give them a trial it might be like a tolerance trial where mm-hmm. they just have to spray and see if the grass is injured. Yeah, yeah. It might be a weed control trial, which are a lot more simple than a fungicide trial, yeah. right? And then you've got the insect trial, which is fungicide and insects can be tough, yeah. right? Because, you know, you got to have the, the pests. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. You're like, well, how um, do I put that in yeah, their field without them knowing? There? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I so, did not drop them there. Exactly. No. I didn't put those... I didn't put that inoculation out there. No, you don't. No, I didn't play with that plug. I didn't throw those seeds. Um, but yeah, so when you first try to get a cooperator, you you want to make sure you can trust them. Yeah. Right. And so usually what we do is we visit them. Yeah. And we say, okay, well, um, this is the data you gave us. Does it match up? Are you giving us the data? Number one, that's what we want. They're we want to make sure stuff. you get the data. Um, if they're not giving us any Did data, you collect it. that's an automatic. We might not work with you ever. Notch off. Again. Sorry. <laughs> that's a, it's that's over, a, buddy. That's a kind of an X, right? Yeah. That's one strike. So, um, yeah, you know, it's just all about um, trying things out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we come in with a budget. We come in with some goals. And some of those might be internal goals. Some of them might be regulatory. It's like, we need these things. You need to find this, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, we just we just see how it goes. We give them the opportunity. Do you have the weed? Yeah. Do you have it? And if can you do a trial on it? Yeah. Will you give us the data? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is <Absolutely>. it good? <laughs> so uh, does it make sense? 
Um, if they're turning all back in, you know, 100% controls and you go out there and you're like, all right, this is looking fishy, yeah, then, yeah. you know, you either need to talk to them or you say, okay, this might not work out. Absolutely. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's, it's, we have cooperators all over the U.S. Um, that we trust and we rely on. And if we yeah. didn't have them, we wouldn't be able to, yeah. to do it, right? Absolutely. So. And I mean, that's something that a lot of people are always like, Oh, it just got done. No, there are so many oh, different so many things parts. that go into it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's so many grad students, technicians that are doing a lot of this work too. Um, just because there's so much going on, mm-hmm. you know, you can't expect a private researcher or professor to do it all themselves. They yeah, have yeah. to have help. So there's so many different levels that you don't see. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you sort of talked about it a little bit earlier. Um, what has it meant, you know, to be a part of, uh, I remember sitting with you at the uh, Woman in Turf Luncheon uh, with Dr. Devin Carroll, shout out Devin, uh, giving her presentation, going from there and then being a part of something, again, an all-female crew. Again, I think it's something that, and it's hard to, like, you know, put it into words in the sense of, like, we don't understand how hard it is, you know, and and I, I'm a huge advocate for, you know, the women in this industry because you guys are changing everything and you're making everything better. Could you sort of speak to how significant this event is in the sense of, you know, you being a part of this industry for such a long time and seeing, you know, everything come to light when it comes mm-hmm. to these, these groups and these events? Sure, yeah, I've definitely seen, I mean, I haven't been a part of the industry as long as a lot of these women that are here have, mm-hmm. but even in my short time in the industry, I've seen such a boom, Yeah, you know, um, we didn't have women in turf events yeah. when I first started coming to the research conferences and SFMA and GCSA and all that stuff. Um, so I think that events like this are so important because it lets you see and meet all the other women. You can talk about experiences. Um, of course, we love when the men get involved, too, because we want to see support. We yeah. support them. We want them to support us. It's not just women or nothing, right? <laughs> and so, no, you can't come in. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's great when I go to the Women in Turf, whatever conference it is, that we see some men there mm-hmm. that are supporting it. Um, sponsors like we have on the back of this shirt, you know, that sponsored this event. Not this shirt. My other T-shirt. The other one, not yes. this one. Sorry. Um, (laughs) not the athletes unlimited little league so anyway um yeah it means a lot um just like Devin did all that research on the survey of how many women are in our industry Mm -hmm. um you know I knew there wasn't a lot but when you look at the industry as a total and of course everybody didn't fill out the survey but less than two (laughs) percent fill out the survey we need more data yeah um less than two percent is like oh that's it two percent but when you look around you see more and more women in the room more and more women grad students more and more women undergrads women out here um i'm sure they had to turn some people down to come to this event absolutely um and so i feel honored to have been invited but there's so many of us now and i think it's important that we not only rely on each other but get our place at the table make our voices be heard not be scared to speak up in yeah. a room full of men. Yeah, yeah. Um, I still work with all men. I'm still the only woman. Yeah. Now, I did leave Texas A&M with a lot of women around me. Mm-hmm. Dr. Chandra, Dr. Grubbs. Um, now Becky's in Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I had a lot of women around me, so I chose to work with the men. Hmm. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, 
you know, but they support this as well. Yeah. It's, it's not like I went to a group of men that weren't supportive, right? And so those jerks, <laughs> those guys, damn it. Um, anyway, the, so yeah, I think it's it's just growing, and these events are so so important for. Uh, the other women to see mm-hmm. and say, man, I'd really like to be a part of that. Yeah, this yeah. is so cool. And the little girls that are playing and their parents yeah. are seeing it. And, you know, they might not know. I mean, they're pretty young, but yeah. it's still cool. And they get to see all the pro athletes as well. And still important for them to know who we are and see the field and know why the field looks the way it is. Yeah. So, and that's and it's, that's it's so, just been so fun to be a part of this. Uh, Even though incredible. I feel like I might need to sleep for the next like <laughs> two days. Um, Nothing wrong with that. I feel you know, resetting. Yeah, I feel you. You have a whole, you know. I had to travel back to the West Coast. Three times, <clears throat> two time zones, three times zones, whatever it is. That's yeah. a lot. That's a lot to deal with in a short period of time. It it will be an early morning tomorrow, but I do get back. Hopefully, if I, all my flights are on time, I do get back before eleven a.m. my time. Nice. So that'll be nice. Um, Best of luck getting back into the group. I hope I make it so back. hard. <laughs> I just oh, hope I, I make it too. back. I know. I, so, I hate flying. I hate it. Yeah, it's it's becoming a hassle. Impossible. And almost. I just want to go back and see my dog and all that. What kind of dog so, you got? She's a big mutt. Um, she's mostly an Australian Shepherd. Oh. Like, but she's got like, according to the DNA test, who knows if those are accurate? She's got like seven or eight breeds in her. They just go, you know, she's a little bit, ah, let's do like eight percent. Oh yeah, we don't know. <laughs> Super mutt, cutest dog in the world. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so I just got a text that okay. you're needed. Um, so okay, I want to wrap up on this question. Um, Obviously, you're not going to be able to meet them since you're at 3 a.m., but I have two kids here, you know, that are, are young, maybe looking to go into this industry. Mm-hmm. What would be your best words of advice for even a Piper, uh, you know, Liz and Kat? Someone like, young. Someone that is looking to join this industry, what would be your best words of advice for them, you know, coming into it? Um, just, you know, make those connections. Mm-hmm. Um learn don't be afraid to get your hands dirty keep reading keep learning um don't be afraid to change if you go into the sports surf industry and say maybe that's not for me maybe i'd rather do golf or Mm -hmm. maybe i'd rather go into sales or maybe i'd rather you know go to a different capacity there's so many different or teaching you know there's so many different options that you don't have to just choose one path exactly um i think that's the most important thing to say you can always change your mind yeah um even even if you want to stay in the sports surf industry and you get in a job and you say, I just, this job is not for me. Mm-hmm. This setting is not for me. I want to try something different. There's nothing wrong with that. And I don't think it's the stigma that it used to be anymore, you no. know, because things are, you only have one life. Yeah. And you should do something that you love. And you should, it's not always the job, it's the people. Yeah. Right? And making those connections, making sure that you enjoy going to work. Um and hanging out with your coworkers and and all that I think is so so important. Yeah. If you don't enjoy the people you work with and the work, then it's not worth it. What are you doing, right? It's not worth it. Not it's really not. Well, so. I can't thank you enough for taking the time. This has been phenomenal. I really appreciate it. I'm sorry for taking you away. No, I had so much fun. I had a great time. Thank you again. Yeah. Thank you.